Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Well, tennis fans in the nation's capital received a great surprise when Rafael Nadal accepted a wild card into the City Open, where he will play in Washington, D.C. for the first time and give a major shot in the arm to that event, which takes place the first week of August. So big tennis news in the nation's capital. This is your morning buzzcast for Friday. Yes, Friday, July 9th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody's doing well and excited for the weekend. Let's start with the Olympic Games. And yes, it's official. The Tokyo Games will be held without spectators due to a spike in the coronavirus. We mentioned this yesterday on the Buzzcast. They had hoped for 50% capacity, but the change in policy yesterday came as Japan is under another state of emergency until August 22nd. And IOC President Thomas Bach agreed yesterday in a meeting with officials to hold the games without any spectators. Financially, these games are just facing so many shortfalls. Remember, local Tokyo organizers receive all ticket revenue, and Tokyo 2020 had originally budgeted that revenue to be $800 million. So just think of the revenue shortfall there. It's a severe disappointment for the athletes, and now NBC faces a major challenge with fanless venues, which will really change the tone and the tenor of the broadcast. I mean, so much of the energy of the Olympics is the fans and the family and the friends sharing in the excitement and the drama. So like I said, a major challenge for NBC, who said yesterday that they have plans for enhancing the broadcast despite no fans at the Tokyo Summer Games. Let's shift to the NBA because the Phoenix Suns head to Milwaukee for Game 3 on Sunday with a 2-0 lead in the NBA Finals. Certainly the NBA and ESPN are hoping, hoping, hoping for a Bucks win on Sunday to make this series close because the early viewership numbers are a bit soft. ABC averaged 8.5 million viewers for Game 1 on Tuesday night. Now that was down almost 40% from the Raptors-Warriors NBA Finals opener in 2019. That's what we're comparing it to, the most similar type season. Now yes, Game 1 is up 13% from the Lakers' Heat opener last year. That was held in early October and faced a very crowded sports schedule, but down almost 40% from 2019. The Game 1 viewership was the second lowest NBA Finals Game 1 audience on record, dating back to 1994. And in looking at the numbers, our Austin Karp and John Oran noted very soft viewership numbers from the country's biggest media markets. They just don't seem interested in Buck Suns as of yet. New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, those market numbers are down more than 50% in the NBA Finals compared to 2019. So those are numbers certainly bears watching as the series continues on Sunday. Let's stay with the big events and the Euro Final on Sunday at 3 o'clock on ESPN. 
England's semifinal win over Denmark on Wednesday attracted a record peak viewing audience of 27 million on UK broadcaster ITV. That is a great number, great interest, of course, in the event. The tournament is also playing well in the United States because the numbers in the U.S. through the quarterfinals, that is 48 matches, and that shows an average audience of 1.1 million viewers. That's up 25% compared to the same matches in 2016 on ESPN and ESPN2. And interest seems to be growing as the quarterfinal matches on July 2nd and 3rd were seen by an average of 2 million viewers, which is up 16% compared to 2016. So the numbers for the Euro, quite strong. Ahead of 2016, we expect big numbers for Sunday's final. You know, on the Morning Buzzcast, we have talked a lot about the great success of Drive to Survive. That's the docuseries on Formula One racing that is seen on Netflix. I hear about it everywhere I go from casual and avid sports fans. Well, now NASCAR has a deal with NBC for a docuseries around this year's Cup Series playoffs. The series will be called Race for the Championship. There'll be eight episodes on USA Network sometime in 2022. The series will look at how NASCAR teams and NASCAR drivers balance their personal life with the quest to win a championship. I know the show will have this, but what makes Drive to Survive so special is the access. And I think anytime you can bring access close to athletes, people will watch. NASCAR Productions will produce the series. It's always a smart move to find new avenues to tell your story. NASCAR is doing that now with Race for the Championship. And if it hits, it can really, really drive mainstream interest in your sport. Look what it's done for Formula One in the United States. And finally, I love the creation of new events that I think will really resonate and really hit. And my favorite story yesterday was the announcement of the Jumpman Invitational. What is the Jumpman Invitational? Well, it will be a two-night basketball doubleheader on December 20th and 21st, 2022. It'll be seen on ESPN Networks. It will feature the original four Jordan brand universities. Can you name them? I'm sure you can. Come on. Florida, Michigan, Oklahoma, and of course, North Carolina. They will compete in a holiday women's and men's basketball event in Charlotte. Danny Morrison of the Charlotte Sports Foundation ran point on bringing these programs together, and they were chosen, of course, because they were the first schools to sign with the Jordan brand for football and basketball. Morrison credited Oklahoma Athletic Director Joe Castiglione with the idea of this event. The fifth Jordan brand school, do you know that one? That's UCLA. They could be playing in this event in the future. The Jumpman Invitational has a three-year contract, but of course, organizers hope the event will find a long-term home in the city of Charlotte where it will be played at the Spectrum Center and with all the connections to the Hornets, Michael Jordan, Fred Whitfield, who used to be a Jordan brand executive. I think it could stay in Charlotte for the long term. Why do I love it? Great basketball programs playing in a great basketball market at a strong time of year for basketball viewership and interest. 
And I love the connection, of course, to Michael Jordan. It could be his memorial tournament like the memorial is for Jack Nicholas. So I'm a big fan of the concept of the Jumpman Invitational next December in Charlotte, North Carolina on ESPN. So that is your morning buzzcast for Friday, July 9th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great weekend. I'll speak to you on Monday. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.